Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, fam? Community, Facebook Live, podcast. It's Tuesdays with Tawana. What's good? What's good? It is Tuesday. I cannot believe it is Tuesday. I feel like I was just with you uh, yesterday. (laughs) But I know it wasn't yesterday. So, yeah, we got a lot to cover on today. Um, As always, just engaging in community, looking forward to your comments and your feedback as we grow community, one Facebook Live and one podcast at a time. Uh, A huge shout out to I Am Here Collection for my shirt, Currently Healing, Um, of course, Black Owned. Hey, Mother Carolyn. Hey, Valerie. Beautiful. How are you? Good to see you. Yes, shout out to I Am Here Collection. Um, I love this shirt, currently healing, and the ellipsis dot, dot, dot. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, classmate Amanda, what is going on, sis? Good to see you. Glad you can make it. Uh, I hope this time, I was reflecting this morning on the time of the live broadcast at 12 Eastern time and just um, thinking about um, showing some love to my people on the West Coast and in mountain time and praying and debating if I should move it to two o'clock Eastern time so that everyone has a chance to chime in and jump in. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I know everyone can catch the rebroadcast, but Um, It's something about being live. It's something about the energy with being live that um, I enjoy so much. Hey, Tammy, my beautiful niece, what's going on? So let's get right into it. Let's let's get right into it. You see the wonderful ticker going across the screen. Um, A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about on today, particularly with the increase in crime that is going on in our beloved neighborhoods, in our Black neighborhoods, in our um, impoverished neighborhoods, in our um, challenging neighborhoods. And I cringe every time someone says Black on Black crime. It just, it makes me cringe because there's so much more to the crime that is happening, that has happening, that has been happening in our communities. And some people are acting like this is brand new and this is not brand new. Hey brother, what's going on, Larry? Um, People are acting like this is brand new and this is not brand new. This has been going on, and and we know that, thank you, brother. I love my shirt, too. (laughs) We know that this crime has been going on in our economically challenged communities for quite some time, and it's rooted in um, whether it's, I'll give you an example. I grew up in Wagner Projects in Harlem for the first 30 years of my life. So I was born in 1970s. That means I was 10 years old when the crack Um, epidemic started and um, we didn't have the resources. We didn't have the money. We didn't have, you know, what it took to ship 
drugs from other countries. So it's more than what's happening in our communities. It's what people are putting into our communities and taking advantage of our plight, taking advantage of our challenges, taking advantage of the lack taking advantage of lack of jobs, taking advantage of lack of uh, great education um, with resources, not even a great education. Can you just give me an education with resources, right, that we pay taxes for? Um, So it's so much more than that. And I want to encourage us to really think about that. And at the same time, it also frustrates me because who is holding the mantle? Who is lifting the banner for those black lives, because those black lives matter as well. Those black lives that are in the midst of whether it's gang wars, drug wars, domestic violence, I don't like you, I don't know how to fight fist to cuff anymore, whatever. Who is holding up the banner and the mantle for them? So, you know, in these conversations and in this dialogue on Tuesdays with Tawana, I don't come before you with all these profound answers. I come with you as like a thought provoker, right? So we can start thinking about these things and thinking about the language that we use that we are placing on our beloveds. Now we know that that um, b- bad things happen, um, horrific things happen, right, in our communities, and and oftentimes it is at our hands. The blood is on our own hands, and And at the same time, more often than not, these things are rooted in some sort of systemic oppression. So who's holding the banner for Black Lives Matter for those Black lives? Are we responding with the same fervor, with the same energy, with the same seriousness, with the same um, care for these communities, our communities, as we are when someone is killed uh, with a knee on their neck or a no warrant um, busting down doors and killing Breonna Taylor or Elijah McClain minding his business. Um, And I want us to be careful with uh, meritocracy, right? This is not about merit. This is not my life matters because I am this. My life matters because I have a bachelor's, two masters, and about to complete a PhD. Erase all of that. My life matters just because, period. My life matters, period. Because I exist, my life matters. Because I breathe, my life matters. Because I am here, my life matters. So it doesn't matter what I bring to the table. If we can all just start there, we can start changing a narrative that we did not create to begin with. We can start changing that narrative and start imparting this worthiness into the hearts and minds of our beloveds who believe that they are not worthy. They're not worthy of a good education. They're not worthy of a good job. They're not worthy of affordable housing. Um, they're not affordable of a, they're not worthy of a livable wage. They're, they're, so when do we come in and say, nah, you are worthy. 
And we got you. This is why recycling dollars in our community is so important. This is why not waiting for somebody else to come in on a white horse saving us. This is why we shouldn't turn to white people to come in and do the healing for us. White people have their own stuff to deconstruct and build. They have their own stuff to pay reparations for. They have their own stuff to not only repent and ask for forgiveness, but to be abolitionists in this work. They have their own stuff that will then feed into our healing, but we cannot rely on them to just miraculously say, oh yeah, racism does exist. And I am a racist and I need to do something about that. When I've been living and and afforded an opportunity to all of these things, including the American dream for so long, why would I give up my privilege when I see black people killing black people? I'm, I'm speaking from their lens. The excuse, well, if they don't love themselves, why should I? This is a real conversation that shouldn't be, you know, readily dismissed, right? Because we are all worthy. So let's talk about tags, label, and identity. And and again, you know, I as you comment, I'll, I'll comment back. Um, if you're just watching, welcome. I'm so grateful. Um, and I want to hear from you as well, or just sit with this and listen and let's grapple together because it just grieves my soul. It grieves my soul when we dismiss a black beloved because of who they are. That is very white, very white dominant thought. You are the mistake. We can't make mistakes in white culture. You are the mistake. So if you if you stole something, right, and, and, and you have to pay the consequences for it, and you've done that, and you've repented, and you've changed your ways, that label that they put on you is now you are a thief. No, I stole, and I have paid the price for it, and now I'm coming back to reacclimate myself, to be a positive, forth, a positive force, a positive energy in this society that is not defined by you because I am worthy. My brother Larry says, black people are afraid to hope, say that black people are afraid to hold the banner because of retaliation. And now we're even afraid to hold the banner even when we go out to protest because look what's happening in Portland, Oregon. And these are white people. So you know there's some fear if it's happening to white folk going against the 1%, going against the capitalistic society, going against white supremacy and white privilege, you know it got real. And we must go scared, as Reverend Dawn would say. And we must go scared. Why? Because we got to do it for ourselves, for our children, for our communities, and not get caught up into placing someone's life, valuing someone's life based on their labels. So with that, sometimes the glare from the light just bothers me. So when it's time to read, I'll put back all my glasses. Um, so tags and labels are different than identity. Just hold that space for a moment. Tags and labels, reverend, doctor, custodian, teacher, preacher, 
those are those are labels you 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 and and they're identifiers right they help us to identify like if i'm a school crossing guard right i'm identified as a school crossing guard because my job is to make sure everyone crosses the street safely so that label or that ident that label or that tag is not a negative thing it's a good thing because i know who to go to when i need to cross the street or some a child needs to cross the street cuz there's an identifier when I wear my clergy collar, it's an identifier, not for self-aggrandizement, but to let folk know I am here for your spiritual and emotional help in whatever setting that is. So it's still adding value. It's still communal. It's still upliving. And up, it's still uplifting, right? Um, Tamika says the entire Portland situation ha is the federal government gaslighting Come on, Tammy, gaslighting to draw attention away from their failures, as well as to take attention away from the Black Lives Matter movement. Absolutely. And to miss ill define the Black Lives Matter movement and to take, a, you know, to cause distract, distractions away from the pandemic and to this is an election year. So and to do whatever they're doing with the election. Right. So so there are some labels and some identifiers that, that work because they are life-giving. They are to identify so we know how to move in a space of community through our own expertise and experiences and our gifts and our graces. Those are beautiful things, not knocking tags and, and labels at all. What I do have a challenge with is when those tags and labels then demean or degrade another person. For instance, we are having a problem with law enforcement right now because for some reason, systemically, they believe that they are above the law and beyond reproach, right? So that's a problem for me. And it's a problem for me because the way the police were established to begin with, but that's for another podcast. So when that label of power and authority happens to incite oppression and marginalization and ill-defining someone because of the color of their skin as a threat, that label and that tag is problematic for me. Or because someone lives in an economically challenged area or, or lives in um, an area that someone who has money and who can live in um, condos and co-ops and Midtown or whatever, and you degrade somebody else because of their lifestyle. Those labels are problematic for me. It's problematic for me when you can just look at a Black woman or a Black man walking through a neighborhood. I don't care what they have on. I don't care what they are doing there. Walking through the neighborhood and you are accosted by and it's something about these white women more so than white men um, that feel that they can walk up to someone and say, you don't belong here. Or Mike Ditka, the former head coach of the Chicago Bears, who is now like CEO of the X League, um, says, um, you, if, if you don't like the flag, then go somewhere else. At least he didn't say go back home because that would have been even more problematic, but it's still problematic. He said something as a leader. 
as someone who has a voice, someone who has a platform, had the nerve to say that we should honor a piece of material over lives. That's problematic for me. So when we talk about labels and tags, it becomes problematic when it sets us apart and then it sets someone else down and it, and, and it oppresses someone else. So those labels and tags should speak life. If I am the CEO of a company, great, you know, worked hard the American way, you know, go to school, get a good job, whatever the BS is, and you, you're there, but that doesn't mean you disregard the community you came from. It doesn't mean you disregard those who could not follow those same ranks. It does not mean you disregard those who are, are, are paying back student loans that they probably will never get to a balance of zero. Come on. When we use those labels and tags, guess what? They are not our identity. Tamika says, oh, thank you for the quote. Um, Mike Dicka, quote, if it was up to me, I'd say, um, I'd say no. Dicka responded when asked about kneeling. He doesn't like kneeling. He doesn't like disrespecting the flag. Um, if you can't respect our national anthem, then get the hell out of the country. That's the way I feel. Of course, I'm old fashioned, so I'm only going to say what I feel. And my response was, old fashioned is killing us. It's killing us. Because if you think of the Star Spangled Banner that is about war, <laughs> it's not even about uplifting this, this country. It's uplifting this country because of what they did to black and indigenous folk. So, and I have a right to protest, I have a right to kneel. Whether you agree with it or not, I have freedom of speech. It does not work for some and not for others. But because, of course, this country was built only for some and not for others, because now we got folk, folks saying that slavery was a necessary evil. Bullshit. It's not a necessary evil. As a matter of fact, your actions are evil and un unnecessary. Hear how I said, I didn't say you are evil. Your actions are evil and unnecessary. Come on. So let's talk about identity. Tamika said, um, saying I'm old fashioned is not a pass for racist comments. Ashe, Courtney, exactly. He does not get a pass. And I used to like him. Remember, I used to be a football fan. I'm going on, what, four years now of what, not watching the NFL? Um, Renee, what's going on? Old-fashioned is white tradition is white supremacy. Renee is my people. I rock with Renee any day, any day. Let's talk about identity for a moment. So if tags and labels are not who we are to the core, then who are we? So we must know who we are. Just like, again, Audre Lorde, if I don't define myself for myself, then guess what? I create a space for other people to, to define me and not only define me, well, they would just crush me up like a little grape and discard me because they have the power to do that. 
but I have to define who I am when I remove everything else, when I remove the degrees, when I remove label as mother and grandmother, when I remove the label of sister and auntie and godmother, when I remove the label of friend, what is left? Beloved, who are you? Who are you? You are divine. You are created. You are a human being created to add value in this circle of life. You commune with the trees every day because your breath and their breath exchange to give us life. You, well, we are supposed to take care of the land so that the land takes care of us. We're supposed to take care of animals because the animals then take care of us, including bees that are needed for our livelihood, including spiders that are needed for our livelihood. And so if it's so important for us to be present for those things, we must know that we are worthy and we are valuable and we must be there for one another just because we are here and we do this. Period. No matter your situation, your circumstance, my beloveds who are incarcerated, you matter because you're here and you're breathing. My beloveds who are going through in all of these communities, including in Denver and the Park Hill community, thank you to all of those activists and leaders that are going out there um, and risking their lives, right? going out there, you matter. Those young beloveds out there fighting each other, baby, you matter. Hey, Miss Kazanave, oh my gosh, good to see you. Yes, happy belated anniversary. Thank you, beloved, thank you. Um, you matter. And if we can just get black folk to understand that you matter, we will change this world, not only ourselves, not only our families, not only our communities, not only our cities, our states, our nation, continents, the world is watching because we have come through, we have come over the way which our tears have been, what we have come treading the path of the blood of the slaughtered out from the gloomy path. Here now we stand at, we are still here. Listen to our black national anthem that is naming the injustices, naming the problems, naming the, the troubles that we've had. And yet, Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God and true to our native land. That's who we are because we were created, period. Because we breathe, period. Because we exist, period. We matter. So when we talk about Black Lives Matter, let us be careful not to be elitist. Let us be very careful not to segment what and who 
matters under this Black Lives Matter umbrella. We've got to dismantle these prison systems. We got to get these folk out of these detention centers. We got to be able to rebuild these schools and make sure we have the resources that we have. Even through this pandemic, we should make sure that every child in every community has internet and a computer and someone to check in with outside of their teacher who is still teaching oversized classes. Instead of closing schools, why don't we open those schools back up, make smaller classes, give each each teacher 10 students or whatever it is so that they can interact and engage with these students on a regular basis. In the midst of, because we're going to be in this for a minute. So let's stop, keep, stop acting like this is going to be over. So our identity is changing in the midst of this. Understand tags and labels come and go. Our, our, our identity evolves and transforms, but it's still identity. It's still worthy. We are still worth it. We are still valuable. We are still honorable. We still deserve all the honor and glory and praise just for being the creators that we are. Identity. not because of tags and labels. Those are great. Those are great identifiers. Just so that we can understand how we're going to engage and operate in this world. So if you identify as a teacher and I see that there's a need for a teacher and I'm not a teacher, I can then connect that teacher to that need. If I see that you are a politician and there's something going on in your community, then we can connect that politician. So you see what I mean? How, how the tags and labels are supposed to work? They're not supposed to be these elite positions that disregard and demean and degrade others? Nah. And we gotta start with identity, with who we be and how we show up in the world without all the tags and the labels. There's a quote that during my meditation that I saw, um, belief is the magnet that creates connections. Belief is the magnet that creates connections. So what do you believe, beloved? Who do you believe you are? Do you believe that you're worthy? Do you know that you're worthy? Do you realize that you are worthy? that you are worth more, you are worth more than the, what the world is trying to tell you. And you can use that worth and that power by voting in November. We, I know it's not the best circumstance. I'm not gonna guilt you into voting. What I am going to do is we got to vote like we did when we came out for to vote for President Obama. Because otherwise it's another four years of this and I don't know if we can survive this. So let's get out and vote. If you are not registered, if you go to soultosoulsisters.org, if you go to their Let My People Vote page, you can click on any state and it'll direct you to your local um, voter engagement site. And then you can check if you're registered. Everybody should be checking if they're registered because voter suppression is happening and it's real. They need poll workers. But in the midst of a pandemic, it's hard to get poll, vo 
uh, workers, especially since a lot of the poll workers were older. So if younger people can come in and, and manage the polls so all polling places can be open and you can vote by mail and we have just a, a, a myriad of options for voting for those who can get out there and vote, for those who can't drop it in the mail, um, for those who can't even get out to drop it in the mail, reach out to your local um, nonprofit, your local activism group, and ask them to pick up your ballot and put it in the mail. We got to vote, beloved. We just, this, we have no choice. The, the, I, let our identity define who we are and who we be, and let's start the shift. Let's start the shift by voting. Let's start the shift by showing up for the least of these. Let's start the shift by showing up for those groups that we have deemed um, separate from the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I will close with this. Um, so there's this overarching movement for Black lives, right? So because everyone has a part to play. We've talked about this before. Some are on the front lines, some are behind the scenes, some are in policy, some are on the streets, some are former gangbangers talking to current gangbangers, some are job recruiters, some, everybody has a place, they have a part to play. So that's a part of the bigger spectrum for the movement for Black lives. And then you have the Black Lives Matter movement that was started by our beautiful three uh, Black women who um, started this, this movement during the time when it seemed as if someone was being killed, like now, like every week, from Trayvon to Michael Brown to Tamir to Sandra Bland. The movement started, gained momentum, gained national momentum. Some people agree with what they're doing. Some people don't agree. And yes, we can still agree to disagree and keep moving under the larger umbrella of the movement for Black lives, uplifting one another and not using white supremacist thought to dismiss, throw away, or discard someone that I don't agree with. And I'm going to leave that there for us to think about, for us to ponder, as I am a thought provoker. So think about that. But most importantly, think about who you are and who you be and how you show up in this world, knowing that your life matters. Your life matters. You are worthy. You are so worthy. You are worthy. I love y'all. I'm so grateful that y'all joined me on today. Um, y'all never leave me out here hanging because I'm still talk. If it's one or two. When two or three are gathered, we invoke the spirit. And that's what I need. That's what we need as a part of community, because it's the spirit that breaks down strongholds. It's the spirit that breaks down those labels and, and tags that demean and degrade others. It's the spirit that brings us together and builds community. So thank you for being my village, my tribe. Cancer cannot I love you to the moon and beyond. Thank you for rocking with Tuesdays with Tawana. And it is my hope and my prayer that I will see you on next Tuesday.